love God, and love your neighbor. That's at the heart of River Life Ministry, where they're leading and organizing teams in local missions. I have Bill and Melanie Rees with River Life Ministries to tell us about what God is doing and how we can be a part of it. Thanks, guys, for sitting in here and having some. Well, y'all are drinking Thank water. You, I'm, I'm drinking coffee, but um, in fact, I'm probably on a little bit too many extra cups of coffee right now. So just beware. That's my warning. <laughs> no. All right. Now tell us what you do at River Life and how you're loving God and loving your neighbor. <laughs> I look at my wife. My wife yeah. looks at me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is going to be a good, uh, good show. This is what <laughs> you both just looking at each other, waiting for the other one to it's talk. It's fantastic. <laughs> but you know, you have to be real, and that's a part of what we get to be is real. We get to be the hands and feet of Christ in a very real and practical way, and we get to organize others to come and be a part of that movement. Um, I know that my wife believes the same as I do that what we do in life as we follow Christ is look to see where God is at work Mm. and go and join him. And that translates into so many different callings for each individual person. But for us, it's translated into organizing volunteers in our community uh, to be one community serving together, making a difference by reaching out to folks in need, specifically those who are in need of home repair. We partner with nonprofits providing volunteers and things like that. And we also um, go to folks' homes and work on the outside of those homes from gutters down and out to wheelchair ramps and all of those things. All right, so I've got to just ask this question, Bill. I'm not really all that handy, okay? So I just need to come clean. Can I still be a part of this ministry? Absolutely, yes. We have opportunities for painting, for building, construction, but we also have opportunities to do yard work. And a lot of what we do is more visitation with the person, the family that we're serving. We always say that the person is over the project. So whenever we're leading volunteers, we encourage them to engage with the family, with the person that we're serving. Even if the project doesn't get done, we're like, this is who you're, this is why we're here. We're here to love this person. So Melanie, no matter what my skill set is. Yeah. And we also have opportunities for folks that don't have maybe even the ability to move around that that much by partnering with other nonprofits in our community, um, which is fulfilling, you know, how God has designed us all to work together. There's opportunities, um, whether it's at the food bank or sorting clothing or packing um, backpacks or all of these things with folks that we partner with. So you can actually be in a seat using your arms, packing things, or you can be outside running a saw, or you can be on the front porch talking to the resident during those times of service. Do you find it difficult? I mean, I, I know that when you hear about international missions, you know the need and you know we need to go. Is it hard to connect people and realize, okay, there's needs right here locally as well? That's why we do what we do, um, because we do often, That's uh, the community is very aware of the needs across the pond, right? right. Um, but sometimes we can be living our life and not even knowing that the person next door to us is in great need. So to help people see that they can serve right in their neighborhood. And that there is a need in their neighborhood. Absolutely. Yeah. People that we cross paths with every day that just need a helping hand. Uh-huh. And what, you know, maybe doing something that we think is little is something that's huge in their life. Absolutely. And we can't really identify the impact of what the task we do 
um, will accomplish. We can't, we can't really say what God is up to. Mm-hmm. You know, he says, go and do this, whether it's just rake a front yard. But we don't know what's going to happen in Miss Rosa's life. Um, who is blind, who can't walk outside, who can't even see the beauty of what we're doing, but she sees the heart of the people and we gather around and pray for her. You know, things like that. All right, so take us back to how you got the idea for River Life. It actually happened when we had this stirring to do something outside the local church. And let me ask you there, Melanie, how long was that stirring? How long did that take place? Over a decade kind of um, stirring passion within us for missions in general, showing, kind of growing our compassion for people outside the local church, um, just using our gifts in different ways to serve. So we had this, this stirring, and we knew that God wanted us to do something different, that it was going to be outside the local church. Because where were you all the time? You were serving within the local church. We were, yes, and had been for almost 20 years in different capacities as pastor, associate pastor, youth pastor, um, was my primary um, act of ministry. And as we were praying about what God was doing, we wanted to serve people in a way that would bring life. My sister actually asked me, "What's, what's the scripture that you come to when you think of this new thing that you need that you feel like you need to do and i immediately went to ezekiel 47 mm. and it's this it's really kind of a technical passage but it's this vision that ezekiel has he sees the water flowing from the temple from underneath the altar and it trickles and it goes out into the community where it's desert so there's nothing that's growing everywhere it goes it brings life. It gets deeper and wider as it flows out. Trees grow at the riverbanks and produce fruit every month, and the leaves nev- never wither. And it empties into the Dead Sea, and where no fish could live, now this living water stirs up life, and teams of fish thrive. And when I shared that passage with my sister, it just spoke volumes about taking that living water that we find at the altar, you know, through our relationship with Christ, and we take it out of the church. And there's a place for it in the church, but then there's a place outside where people are thirsty, people are desperate for life, just renewal. And so whether that takes place while we're cutting somebody's grass or while we're serving them in other ways. Even the volunteers that serve are being renewed. So that's, that's a really important part of that as well. And you, so you both left comfortable jobs, um, but you, you walked away with faith. And I'm sure that took a big step there. Well, that's, uh, Melanie looked at me because that's, <laughs> you know, we were driving up here to speak with you. And that's my greatest challenge. My greatest challenge, um, coming from a background now of, of sharing messages, you know, from a pulpit to people, inspiring them to move forward in their faith, their, you know, the walk trust with God. God and really trusting God. That's been the hardest part of the journey for me personally, because when you leave the secure, you know, and it's not, there's nothing wrong with the secure or the comfortable, it's wherever God calls you. But if he does call you to move beyond that which you know, that which you're familiar with, comfortable with, 
that's when you step out into something that is um, almost just completely new. How, how do you do um, that, Bill? You, it, it, it's a decision you make every day that stems from, number one, cultivating your relationship with God. Because I am closer to God today than I've ever been in my entire life. You know, and it's not a decision I made once. It's a decision sometimes I make several times a day. Right. But it's minimal daily. You have to make it every day you get out of bed. And I've, I've come to pray a prayer now that says, when I get out of bed, Lord, I fully surrender to your will. You do what you want. You do how, how you want to do it, whatever you want to do, using whatever you need that I may have in my possession. And it's yours. And like I said, sometimes it's a daily de- a daily right. decision. Other times it's, it's moment by moment just surrendering anxieties and, and walking with him. But it's with him that I overcome the anxieties and are able to let go and, and really experience. It's not just a faith. It's a relationship that uh, stems from faith. And because you all were willing um, to be obedient to God's calling, that took a decade of God stirring that in your heart. What have you seen God do? I, I like to just give you simple questions, you know, easy ones. Uh, seen God do where? <laughs> you want to be more specific? How much time do you have? <laughs> so I said, I just, I just love the easy ones for you. I've, let me tell you this. I've seen, we have three children. My wife and I and three children and three dogs, but we won't talk about that. But the three children, <laughs> what, what we have seen is... And I love this as a father. I have seen my kids take steps of faith to go out and serve before they even knew what they were doing, really. But then to say, I want to go do this. I, or how, how is, how is Ms. Teresa doing today? Or, you know, do we need to go do this? And to see roots of faith and compassion taking place. Legacy. And, and their life. It is a legacy. And it's something that, I wasn't given as a kid. And to see that happening in their life from the deepest parts of me before I even talk about what we do for everybody else, that's been one of the most tremendous successes and wins that I could define. Which wouldn't have happened if you stayed in the comfort zone. Absolutely right. And it's... um, I'm, I'm discovering, um, it depends on how deep you want to talk, but, you know, I'm about to be 49, and as, as I'm moving further in life... I'm discovering that the things I have are less and less important, mm. and the things of eternity are more and more important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I could talk forever about that, but that is the basic truth. Right, right. And the people that you're serving, and the, and the legacy that you're placing in their heart, and the eternal value, tell me about them. Well, I, I wouldn't, I don't really know where to start, but that's our heart. I mean, that's... One of the things that we love is that we're building relationships with people who have needs at their home. We're not just sending a team and serving and then leaving them. You know, we're engaging in their life and we're... Time and time again. Yeah, mm-hmm. sometimes time and time again, sending sending a team, sending, you know, different groups of people at different times to continue to meet needs, whether it's you know, he, he mentioned Miss Rosa. We met her four years ago, and we're still serving um, really almost selfishly because we just love her so much, and we've just come to in- include her as family. We send teams because she can't do her yard and doesn't have the means to do it, doesn't can't pay for somebody to come and do it. 
so we'll, we'll send teams out there. And sometimes those teams will just go on their own and go back and serve her. And that's what we love. We love it when, um, when some of our clients are adopted by the groups that go and serve. But Miss Rosa, you know, we know what's going on in her life. We know about her family. We know her family. And we, we get more out of serving her just sitting with her and listening to stories and just hearing, you know, when we bring a group in and, and we're talking to her, she's, she's sharing with, she wants to hear the young people. She wants to see the young people. She wants to touch their hands and, and just tell them thank you and pour into their life. I remember one group, she just started talking about singing and how she used to love going to church. She can't go anymore, but she used to love going to church and singing hymns. And the group just stepped right up and said, what's your, what's your favorite hymn? And I think it was Amazing Grace. The group just started singing with her. And so it was just as... And so she they go sang. to cut grass. Yeah. <laughs> but it's much more about cutting grass. Oh, yeah. What's your, the people who are in need, how do they find you? Word of mouth, um, but a lot of we've been building partnerships with other nonprofits, so um, that's one way. So if they if they need to go get food from, you know, the food bank or from you know one of those agencies, they and they if they have a need for a wheelchair ramp or yard cutting, they will refer the client to us and vice versa because we don't do food or we don't do clothing. We just do the yard work and, and those kind of things. So we build these relationships with nonprofits, and they refer. We also have partnerships with the senior centers mm. in our area, um, the Department of Family and Children's Services. Those are the those are the primary and other healthcare agencies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> people who are going for rehabilitation. I see. Yeah, and need a wheelchair ramp, need access into their home. So it sounds like there's tons of needs, and you wouldn't be able to do this without volunteers. No, ma'am. Absolutely not. On, on the board behind my desk right now are, is literally um, a list of 28 places we can serve, hmm. uh, families that need our help, and ranging from any of those things that we've mentioned, any of those outside needs they have in their home, not to mention the nonprofits we serve, but this is the actual homeowners needing assistance. And um, it's always there. And what's really interesting is how it's growing. We've, we, we've just broke into surrounding towns. And uh, I went and um, uh, helped a lady look at, look at her site, um, her home, and just to see wheelchair ramp and painting and things like this. And it was within a week we had two more applications from that area. There's just such need. Mm-hmm. And um, just watching how that need grows, it it's actually can be very overwhelming right. um, to look at and say, all right, God. What are you doing? Trust God again. What are you doing? Um, Show us where you're at work so we can join you. Who you know? Who needs this met first? Not just the physical need, but but the need in their relationship with you. Who needs that first? Who's at the top of the list? It's and it's also exciting on the other end um, to watch uh, volunteers come Mm -hmm. um, to see the numbers of volunteers that are coming. It's it's amazing to see what God is doing in the hearts of people. Um, It's great. And this is going to be another um, tricky uh, question I have here for you. So you might want to look at each other and <laughs> tag your it, answering it, because I'm, I'm sure there's going to be so many um, answers to this question. And that is, what, how have you seen God show up when y'all um, felt like your backs were against the wall? And if the volunteers didn't show up, if the money didn't show up, it was going to fail. 
So tag your it. Who's going to answer that very hard? Well, actually. <laughs> because I'm sure there's so many. Like, how yeah. do you pick just one? True. I mean, where do you want to start? I mean, yesterday I was standing in um, behind a lady's house, and she needs um, approximately a 60-foot wheelchair ramp. And this is big. I mean, because typically our projects take place in a day, and this is more than a day project. Uh, the size of the ramp is about three times longer than what we might typically do. And the other site we're looking at with the yard washing away and a fence falling down. I mean, big things that um, really do take a lot of financial resources and volunteers to be there. These are things that um, impact a person's life and, and very much so for health and safety in their life. You just walk away saying, all right, God, I know you got this. Please just connect those pieces and show us. And two of those projects that he just mentioned have been on our list for over six months. Yeah. They've just been waiting. And one of the ladies, the lady who needs the 60-foot ramp, she literally calls me every month and saying, I'm just calling to find out if you have any more news. Do you have any news? Is there any? Is there a group that's out there? You know, and, and every time I'm like, I know there is, just not yet. So we're waiting and we're praying, and I know that God's timing is perfect. And so then we have a group that shows up. It's a church that meets in a school. And uh, and, and the school was closed for that Sunday. Because and, uh, school's about to start, and they can't meet there that Sunday. So they said, okay, we'll just make that a big go day. So they're going to go out. The church is going to go out. Instead Sunday of having worship service. service, they're going out on a Sunday morning to serve the community. And it's amazing, it's awesome. And they came to us and they said, what What are the top places, top families that, that have a need that's almost impossible to meet? We, we want the toughest projects you have. We wanna be the church that says and we yes. Gave, we gave that one church those two projects. Um, they're doing many more projects, but they they're adopted. Gonna do, they're gonna so do, the, the ramp has gotten tackled. Is that what you're saying? It's going to be tackled in a few days, it's wonderful. Oh, wow. I know. So have you broken the news story yet? Yes. Oh, what did she very, say? Oh, she's so, so very excited. And they, I mean, they always say, you know, you serve folks and you, you do the impossible in their life. But it's not the impossible. Obviously, God's involved. Um, he can handle it. Um, but just to watch their hearts melt and just to mm. see them say the same word, but with significant meaning, they just, thank you. I needed this. Mm. That's enough for me. Let's go. Yeah. And that y'all can play just a, a little part of the big picture of God's story. Absolutely. Yes, ma'am. But significant because this is a part of that link and the eternal change in their life. And as long as we can keep that in front of us, that's the, that's, that's the motivation. That's the inspiration to do what you do, even when you're tired and don't feel like doing it sometimes. Because that happens. Let's be honest. You know, you get wore out. And it's like, all right. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. But don't grow weary in doing good. Mm -hmm. And and I always think, too, um, is to dream dreams that are big and God-size. Oh, yeah. Because that's the temptation is to dream a dream that I can tackle that tomorrow. Yes, ma'am. But what about a dream like you were just talking about, that ramp that didn't get answered for six months? Yes, ma'am. Wow. Wow. All right. And then tell me about the quarterly events that you all do. Those are community-wide events called Serve Coweta. It was... um, we just we just believe that we is better is better and bigger than me something that i can't do on my own even one church group or one scout troop group people who serve on a regular basis you know they can go and make an impact but what if 
we all came out on that one day. You know, all wow. churches, all schools, all businesses, um, civic groups. You know, we even have accountability courts and Department of Juvenile Justice who have to do community service. We're all out there together. We all put on the same bright green shirt that says Surf Coweed on it. And the idea is to just hmm. join a movement, you know, create a culture of, man, I can do this. This is what it looks like to love my neighbor. I can do this. And Melanie, when you're telling me about... Um, what you all are doing in South Atlanta, my imagination just jumps and says, we can do this anywhere. Absolutely. It doesn't matter where yeah. you live. Yeah. And, they and that's get our in, hope. Yeah. And they could get in touch with you and you can say, hey, this is what we're doing. Do this in Macon. Yes. Do this in Columbus. Yes, do this in Athens. And, and here's the deal. Um, we want to get to the place where you don't need us. Yeah. You don't need me. You don't need Melanie. You know, come experience this. Mm. Let your group experience this. And Let duplicate it. And, and, and go out and duplicate it and ask us how to duplicate it. Let us drive to Macon. Let us spend a day with you. Let us go through a small workshop with you and lay this out before you because you don't need us. This is, this is bigger than us. This is a piece of the puzzle. And where's your piece? Is it, is that's, if God's calling you to start that, that's, that's our vision is to go beyond ourselves and let you go do that. Because we can accomplish so much more if we work together and we serve together. Mm. So much of a, just some, such a bigger impact. Right. Hence our uh, catch line, one community serving together, making a difference. Wow. And when you do that, how do you see the, the gospel go forth? I'll, uh, let me tell you something. And, and, you know, it comes out of Melanie. Um, she, she, she verbalizes differently than I do. Um, do you want to go first? I, I think, I think I he said it's different good, not different bad. I have no idea what's coming, so you <laughs> well, just go. <laughs> all right. Here, this, is, this is interesting, and, and I think it's okay to make a general statement like this, but in our society today, the trust level of someone walking into your yard is different than it used to be. And so there are folks that maybe don't trust other people or, or don't trust a, a particular uh, race of people or don't trust this or don't trust that. And so you're walking in there being invited and you walk onto a property, you meet a homeowner, they step out of the door and it's really interesting because it's like, well, hey, you know, we're from such and such church or business and, you know, we're here to serve you today. And, um, you know, they knew we were coming, of course. And we sit there and we, we share with them and they're like, thank you for being here. And we serve four or five hours, blood, sweat and tears, literally <laughs> sometimes, you know. And at the end of that five hours, this is this is my heartbeat. When I see this, I just step back and say, that's the reason. That homeowner will be out there in a circle, joining hands, often crying, as this whole group of people are gathered around them, praying for them, praying God's blessings upon their life, praying for their children if they found out needs that need to be prayed for, praying for their, their uncles and their uncles' daughters. And, the, you know, I mean, I mean, the whole list, but just praying for that one particular person, saying you're, you're the only one that matters to us right now. Mm -hmm. And just to see the life change over five hours. How's that happen? That's not us. That's God. And that breaks down all types of different barriers that we can build as, in society, um, dividing us. And that is what creates, we call it one community. God calls it loving your neighbor as yourself.
Mm-hmm. That creates that. That's the key. And we get invited in and bring the grace of God. And, uh, and God just does it all. Wow. If that all made sense. Totally made sense. Okay. And, and, you know, when you were talking to me, I was thinking about we're on this side of your dream. And I'm thinking about the, those, that decade and those years where you were in the waiting and thinking, God, where are you going with this? Mm. Why are you putting this passion? But yet I can't act on it yet. And I'm waiting on you for the perfect time and uh, in the perfect situation. So before I get you out and you let you go, would you spend some time talking to that listener who feels like that dream is being birthed in their heart, um, but God has not released them to take action and they're in that waiting? I think for me, um, I would just say, don't grow weary. Keep your eyes on him because his plan is perfect. His timing is perfect. And it may not look like what it originally started as. Um, you know, this dream didn't, didn't quite start out as a home repair ministry. This dream, you know, started, started out differently. And I would also say to, to gather people around you that have the same heart and have the same mindset of serving God has put people in my life that have encouraged me and strengthened me along the way, have um, been there for when the day is just long and that, you know, it's not happening the way I thought. And and they're there to remind me um, to keep my eyes on him and to keep keep moving forward. And, and really, it's just what is the next step? If I if I had known we were going to start a whole nonprofit, I would have probably run the other way because I thought we were going to join something that already existed. For me, I just have to take the next step. Okay, God, what's the next step? What's, what are you asking me to do now? Don't make things happen. Right. Let, let God be God. Absolutely. And take every opportunity around you that God puts in front of you to live out your calling. I mean, if serving is that strongest gift you have and it, you know that one day you'll be in that place, um, well, that one day is today because mm-hmm. we can't say, you know, our vision is out there or God's vision for me is out there. God's vision for you is right now. Mm-hmm. And you live out in full obedience what he's asked you to do today. And then what it looks like down the road, well, he'll, he's got all that figured out. Um, all you're going to do is bring a lot of anxiety on yourself if you try to, you know, figure out all his plan. But right now, this day, mm-hmm. this is God's vision for me. And serve him well for what's in front of you. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely. Positively. Even if that means you feel like you're in a holding pattern because a holding isn't sitting still. Holding is growing. 100%. Wow. Say that one more time. <laughs> I can't. I can't even <laughs> and, remember and what I said. And then can you stitch that into no. a pillow because that sounds really good. <laughs> I mean, a holding pattern isn't, isn't sitting still. Holding is growing because holding means you're holding on to God and you're saying, okay, God, I'm in full obedience right now. And anybody who's in full obedience, God's not going to say, mm, I can't use you today. You know, I'll have to wait a week. If you're in full obedience, you get out of bed, you're praying that prayer. God is going to use you. He is not going to say no to his child saying, where do you want me today, Dad? Mm. He's going to say, come on, I got a job. Let's go. Ephesians 2.10, I prepared good works beforehand. And we just need to be careful not to define what those good works are going to look like or when they're going to happen. Walk in full obedience in the moment right now. Wow. Well, you know, I have had so much fun. Um, 
Because I, I feel like we've had church. I feel like <laughs> I feel like you know we're, we're celebrating what God is doing through y'all, and it's nothing that you have, could do on your own, right? And it's nothing um, that in your good works would do anything um, mm-hmm. because of God's grace and God's glory. And uh, so I appreciate y'all coming in. I appreciate you being obedient to God. Thank you and, so much. Um, and 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 for us to all sit back and be like, wow, what can what can happen when we just love and serve God? And uh, all right, so if somebody wants to start something like this in their town, or if they're located in South Atlanta or, or close by and they want to be a part, um, would you give them the website? www.livetheriverlife.com. Um, w, I, I sound like I'm on radio now. You do, I? yeah, very professional. Um, w, 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 are, you, are you gunning for my job? Because you uh, need to back no, off, yeah, okay? You never know. Um, <laughs> com. Awesome. And um, that'll get you where you need to go. And as a telephone number, we'd love to hear from you. And like I said, um, I'll drive wherever I have to go. Um, because if that's God doing that in your life, it's time for us to connect the pieces. Well, Bill and Melanie, thank you all for your time. Thank you. Thank you so much, Jules.